Welcome to OOD Works, the podcast, a show about unique individuals and the services provided by Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, the state agency that helps individuals with disabilities find a job and be more independent. Here's your host, Kim Jump. In this episode of OOD Works, I'm joined by Brandon Lewis, a senior at Kent State University, majoring in journalism. Brandon is a participant of OOD's Ohio College to Careers program, and he's the author of a weekly column in the Kent Stater. We are also joined today by Jessica Vass, vocational rehabilitation counselor who's dedicated to Kent State University. Welcome to the podcast, Brandon and Jessica. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so glad that you could join us and Brandon, you are on campus at Kent State currently. Yes, that is correct. Can you just share with us what this um, interesting semester at Kent State has been like for you during this time of coronavirus? Oh, God, where do I start? Honestly, like, let me take you guys back to, let's go back actually to last spring. Let's go back to March when we first shut down. Because I remember the day we shut down, I just came back from class, and it's funny because the whole day, you know, we were hearing about, you know, Ohio University and other campuses shutting down, and our professors were like, there's no way Kent State shut down, right? Get back to my dorm room here, get the email, we're shutting down. You know, I had no idea if we were going to come back or not. We had no idea. So fast forward to like June or July, they make the announcement that most classes are going to be remote. Some of them are going to be hybrid. Some of them will be fully remote and some of them will be in person. So when they gave us our schedule, I do have one in-person class, which is one of the reasons why I came back to campus. Um, To be honest with you, when I first came back, I wasn't sure how it was going to be. I wasn't sure how different it was going to be. But to be honest with you, as we sit here right now, I feel totally safe. I'll be completely honest with you. I give Kent State high props because even though I was, to be honest with you, very skeptical about, you know, being on campus and how safe it was actually going to be, they've done a very good job at like, you know, really ensuing that like the mask policies and all the, the COVID stuff has been enforced. And really, nothing has really changed besides the fact like there's no in-person dining, there's only takeout stuff like that but you know really nothing changed in terms of campus protocols i would say the biggest change we sit here right now would be the fact that most classes are remote mm-hmm. i mean it's just, it's so hard to be at a screen and even though like i can see you right now and even though like we can see the professor it's just different when you're in a classroom hands are up you see other people you are interacting in a way I like it, mainly because of convenience, and I think there's a lot of stuff that we can do that we don't have to be in person for, but also the in-person interaction is just different. Brandon, let me ask you this. Over the summer, did you contemplate taking a pause at all in your college journey, or did you, you knew you just wanted to keep on even though you knew the environment would be very different? No, I, I never considered a pause because I never wanted to be sent back. Mm-hmm. That, 
that was the main reason, whether it be with, with money, with student loans, tuition, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like at that point, because if you take a pause, you're pausing everything. Then you have to make sure, okay, requirements could change. Right. You know, am I going to be, be, if I take a one semester pause, do I screw myself for the next year or longer? So that thought never came into my head because I'm like, if I take a pause, am I going to even want to come back? You know, yeah. and the whole reason why I went to college is not only get a degree to learn about journalism, but have the college experience. And right. even though we are doing this differently, you're still somewhat getting the college experience. Yeah. Brandon, how did it come to be that you decided on Kent State? Sure. So when I was a senior in high school, for me, it was down to three colleges. It was down to OU, Bowling Green, and Kent State. I've always wanted to be a journalism major. I've always wanted to work in journalism since I was really young. I've always liked to write. I've always been interested in sports. And I've always loved listening to sports broadcasters, sports reporters, sports like that. So I knew the three best schools in Ohio were Ohio University, Bowling Green, and Kent State. Kent was the first tour I went on, and I was like, I'm sold. So I I, I did all, all the requirements. And I, I took the ACT you know, to get in, stuff like that and just file the paperwork, and luckily I got accepted, so there was never really a backup plan. Oh, that's awesome that you loved it that much from the very beginning. Yeah. Now, have you worked at all during your studies, or have you focused more on, you know, the coursework? So, I have not worked an actual quote-unquote job. I have worked in student media. As a matter of fact, the other day, I was just named the new general manager of Black Squirrel Radio, so that's Really exciting. I'm looking really much forward to that opportunity. Student media has given me so much. I know you just mentioned uh, how I'm a columnist and a stater. That's an unpaid position. There's different paid and unpaid positions, but student media gives you an opportunity to go out in the real world, quote unquote, and cover, you know, journalism stories, whether it's sports or non-sports, you know, they have people at the Seder who's covered, you know, political rallies and everything going on with the election this year. So it's given people a real opportunity, but it's not like a quote-unquote job job. Like we're, we're very limited in terms of hours. We can only work a maximum up to 10 hours a week. You don't get paid that much. Probably in total over the 15 weeks, if you're lucky, you get paid 1,200 hours. So... It's, it's not much. It's more about the experience, but you get to make relationships that last a lifetime. This past fall, you've probably covered some pretty interesting topics. No, because most of my work has been with, with the Seder. So what happened was I worked with, with Bunchville Radio and the Seder, you know, on and off for two, three years. I worked with the Seder my sophomore year as a reporter for I actually took a reporting class, so it was reporting with the Seder. So I covered the wrestling team, and then I covered the track and field team. Over the last three years of Black School Radio, I worked in sports. You know, I, I interviewed athletes. I covered Kent State, you know, home games, whether that be football or basketball games. And then I was eventually the web director of Black School Radio, so I was in charge of all of the web content. I was basically in charge of the whole website. And then last semester, the old general manager graduated, because I remind you, this is all students working. So we are all students. There's no faculty or nothing like that. So when a general manager graduates, there has to be a new GM that comes in. 
the new GM that comes in pretty much swept us all out, including myself, unfortunately. So what I did this past fall, which I just took a step back, like I said, I rejoined the Stater as a columnist, like you said in the opening. And then, you know, I've, I've written opinion columns about sports, but I mostly just kind of sat back here, did schoolwork, and really just, you know, got my mind right in my head for, hey, I know I want to come back to Black School Radio. I know I want to be the GM in the spring as I'm looking for a internship thanks to Jessica's help. And let's do this. And so far, everything is looking good. So that's great. You're really getting a multimedia experience there. Yeah, it's a lot because not only can you do written stuff, you can do photos, you can do multimedia. There are so many different platforms you can use. I mean, I talk about it all the time. I love talking and I love writing. And those are two things, you know, getting to be on the air. Like, I, I, I love podcasts. I'm so grateful for podcasts. I think podcasts are great. But if you've ever done a live radio show, I tell people, you don't understand until you've done it, the difference between the two. Live radio is just spectacular. You just feel like you're you're in the element where nobody can stop you. And it's the pressure of like, this is live. So if I screw up on the air, so many people are, are, are going to be listening. And for somebody like me who likes competition and likes pressure, it's just a joy. It sounds like you've really, you know, you've really figured out the things that make you tick. You like that intensity. Yeah, I I have that type of person that can make decisions quickly. I'm the type of person who knows what I want and knows what I don't want. I'm the type of person that figures out what works and what doesn't work quickly. And I'm that type of person that once I make up my mind, like, there's no changing. It's awesome. So how did, Brandon, you and Jessica get connected? And did that happen last year? No, this happened actually just a couple months ago. Uh, It was actually almost by random of choice. So I was looking at different Kent State websites because I was like, it's September of 2020 and I'm graduating in May of 2021. I don't have an internship and internships aren't happening right now because of COVID and so many people are struggling with an internship. So I went on Kent State's website and it was like this career for Ohioans or something. I don't remember the name on the top of my head. And it said, make an appointment with this person to help you work out, see, you know, what, what your internship interests are. And there was a button that said, like, do you have a disability? And I was like, I do. So I clicked on it, and it said, you know, a a OOD representative will contact you, and that contact ended up being Jessica. So that's how we first made contact, and I think we just really have seen interested and been on the same page of, like, what I want, and Jessica has been really helpful in the process. That's awesome. So, Jessica, you then got Brandon's contact info, and He's obviously very self-motivated. He knew exactly what kind of assistance he was going to need from you, namely an internship. So describe what that's like when you first start working with a student there at Kent State. Yeah, so um, I know Brandon, he reached out to me via email actually right away. And then instantly we first set up 
a informational interview first just to go over um, kind of what OOD can provide for Brandon. But he was really direct on, you know, what exactly he needed from me and what he needs to graduate as well. So we instantly um, got services started, finished the intake, um, got him into our planned services. And then from there, um, he's been working one-on-one um, -on -one with another outside agency. Um, mm -hmm. So they're also helping with an internship process to help him get placed as well. Great. And Brandon, do you know the name of your provider that you're working with? Her name is Angie Christie. She has already started working and she's going to continue working to try to get me placed into an internship, hopefully as soon as possible. Yeah. Jessica, how hard has internships been? Um, you know, we've got a pandemic going on, rising numbers at the time of this recording. I'm guessing that's probably challenging. It has been, unfortunately. I know all students, um, not including Brandon. I mean, there's everybody who's needing an internship, even if they're a junior um, as well as a senior. We, they, I've heard um, just stories that they've been canceled or they had to push back to the following summer. So it's it's been hard on everybody. Yeah. And I take it you and Angie. 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 Guessing you're looking within the field of journalism. Yes. I and I should mention because this is an important aspect of this. Not all internship majors are required, but I think they're gonna start making it required, but for sure under the journalism field it's always been required that you must have a internship before you graduate. There's like a whole thing where like you prove to them like what kind of work you've done to ensure that like you have a, a internship. Cause you know, the point of the internship is job experience and in journalism, they, they really want you to have that experience before you, before you leave. Well, I feel like one thing that's really fortunate for you that you have going outside of, you know, the status of an internship is all this experience that you've gotten within journalism while you've been a student. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your weekly column and, sure. and maybe some of the favorite pieces that you've published? Sure. So my weekly column with the Stater is called um, Brandon's World, and it's based off my show name, that I had on Marksville Radio for the last two years. I just carried it over to the written form. So essentially, I take a topic, whether it's local here in Cleveland about your favorite local team, or it's a national issue, and I just basically expand on it. So for instance, this past week's column, I wrote a NFL midseason report card. So basically what I did, I took all 32 NFL teams, and I said, okay, we're going to divide each team into a category, you know, Super Bowl contender, playoff contender, all these different categories. I'm going to rank them. Um, I don't really have a favorite column, to be honest, because everything I write is, is my favorite. The next one I write is my favorite. There's obviously pieces that are better than others. Um, but when I start writing, I just get into a zone. And I take really, you know, good pride in my work. And if it's not good work, I don't publish it. So there's never something where I'm like, Oh, th this one's my favorite. They all have to be my favorites because I use them all interchangeably for clips when I'm applying to these internship places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, as a writer, do you try to be unbiased or do your favorite teams come to the surface and kind of shine? 
You know, it's funny because it depends on the topic in the article. I'm a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan, as you can tell by my shirt. So the the Eagles this season are I I'm in love with the team, but they drive me nuts. So in my 32 team midseason report card, I literally just wrote that. I said, all right, we're gonna talk about the Eagles. Here's the deal. They're my favorite team. They drive me nuts to the end. I I've I've written well, you know, I didn't go exactly like that, but pretty much. I sometimes write about my favorite team, but something I'm very passionate about. But you usually I don't because if I do, the bias will come out. Mm-hmm. So that's why I try to stay away from it because I I am one of those people that, that are like, you can't tell me my team is not good. I can tell you your team is not good. Don't tell me my team isn't good because I'll fire back. Do you have a favorite sports reporter that has been a role model to you or someone you, you know, admire and would like to emulate? Okay. Uh, it's not necessarily a reporter. It's more of like a talk show host. Colin Coward is great. I I love listening to the herd every day. He finds a way to frame things that just like make sense. Like he uses all these bunch of analogies. It's funny because he always compares everything in sports to his divorce, which literally makes no sense, but he finds a way to make it work. Uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp also on 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 Spielberg too commentators who go head to head every day and they just make me laugh because it's like you know it's your typical sports conversation with your buddies where you're screaming across the table at each other for two and a half hours a day so that's always the way I, I start my morning and I always have you know those guys on in the background while I'm doing homework and stuff like that so it's cool to look up to those guys but like at the end of the day I don't let them shape my opinion if that makes sense like I'm still my own style and I, I've always said, I'm that person who will always give you the thought that you don't have. So whichever way you think I'm going to go, I could go the complete opposite thought of you. And I can give you arguments from both sides. But at the end of the day, I don't care if you think I'm dead right or dead wrong. I'm just glad you're, you're listening to my opinion. Because I am blessed to be able to work in sports. Like, I've always told people, they're like, oh, well... You have a job. I'm like, I don't have a job. I work for fun, pretty much, because that's what sports is. I mean, we're so lucky that we get to talk to athletes and we get to, you know, watch sports for basically free and talk about it for free and make lots of money if you're really lucky doing it. So and that, I feel like, has always been the gift of sports. Yeah. What are your top, if you had to rank them top five sports to cover, what would they be? Well, football would for sure be number one. Basketball were, would for sure be number two. Number three, if you count it as a sport, I love professional wrestling. Like, WWE is, mm-hmm. like, top of my list. I watch uh, every week. That would always be cool to cover. Four would be baseball. It probably would be three, but the sport, I feel like, is dying a slow death, unfortunately, because they don't really market their stars and I don't know. It's just something off about baseball. And five, I really wouldn't have a bit. You know, I would say maybe something like UFC, something like that. Um, but in terms of like soccer or other major league sports like that, I don't really follow hockey. So I would say more like that combat style. Okay. I mean, my, my goal one day is to be somewhere at the top of the sports industry, whether it's 
talking sports, talking about sports. Uh, but in terms of right now, my goal really is to just be that guy that everybody doesn't hate. You know, be be that reporter who is just really comfortable interviewing and the people will want to answer your questions. Is there, like, are there other areas that you and Jessica have targeted that you want to you know, work on or develop outside of the internship to feel like you're really career ready? Yeah, so we've talked about, you know, after securing an, an internship, potentially looking at jobs afterwards, after graduation. So we have talked about that. In terms of fields, the only fields that we've really looked in is the journalism sports field, because like I said, that's where I want to go into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his strongest area. So I think that would be the best. I don't, I think it would just be um, not beneficial for him if we steered outside of that area. Yeah. And Jessica, when you work with students, do you look at the job forecast for the future as part of those discussions? We are required to look at the labor market of each of the job goals. And I can say I do remember um, journalism does have a very good labor market outlook in terms of growth. Yeah, that's reassuring. Your role as a college to careers counselor there at Kent State, how is that different from just carrying a general caseload as a counselor at OOD? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I know, well, since I am actually housed at Kent State, so I am actually within the Student Accessibility Services Office at Kent State, and um, so it's a partnership. I always think of it as a, it is a partnership between SAS there as well as career services. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually on campus helping um, the students navigate college, the college life, college experiences, and just making sure they are on track to graduate and then move on to um, hopefully get employment in their degree that they went to school for. As far as a general caseload, I can still do all of the same services a general caseload counselor can do. Um, I think the biggest difference is I strictly only have a caseload of college students, um, whereas they have a wide variety of anybody coming in. And how do referrals typically come to you? So recently, I can say lately, a lot of students like Brandon, um, they actually found me through the career services um, KSU advising system. I believe that's how you found me, Brandon, actually. so they've been actually coming through there, but then they um, can find me all online. Um, some students have found me through the SAS website and through email blasts that SAS has put out to students. But I'm, I'm still working on outreach, so trying to find more students. Um, so that's been um, kind of a little bit of, of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Especially in more of a virtual environment. <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, because um, colleges, they thrive on those in-person events and experiences. So so it's definitely different. Yeah. Has Kent State been hosting online events? Yes, um, through I think every office has held an online like orientation or an event to just get more information about that office um, out there to students and family. Mm-hmm. 
Brandon, what would your advice be to other students who are thinking about connecting with OOD and specifically at your school with Jessica? Uh, so I would just say, and I'm not just saying this because because Jessica's quote unquote in the room here on Zoom. Uh, <laughs> Jessica has been uh, tremendous help. She really has understood me. She, she understands my wants. She understands my needs and she has helped me get get on the right track. So I would recommend Jessica to anyone. I would say if you're struggling, definitely reach out to your advisor. You know, if you have a disability, reach out to, to SAS, reach out to Jessica directly and just get started because no matter what industry you're in, no matter if we're in COVID or not, it's hard. It's it's really hard to apply for jobs and most of the time you don't even get hurt back. So having other people on the lookout for you, helping you get internships, helping you be on the right path. I will say right now, I feel like I'm on the right path. Just a couple months ago, I felt lost. And if it wasn't for Jessica, if it wasn't for, for OOD, I would more than likely still feel lost. I'm glad you've, you're feeling much more confident about the process, and that is awesome. I hope you're soaking that in, Jessica. Yes, yeah. Yes, thank you, Brandon. And I'm excited to work with you, and and I'm excited to see what your future uh, becomes too. I am. I am too. You know, it's it's definitely going to be a, a wild ride for sure. Yeah. Well, Jessica, I know you have 14 counterparts because we have college to careers in 15 of the state colleges and universities across the state, but maybe someone's listening to this that maybe goes to a private college, or maybe they're not in college yet. Maybe it's a student who's still in high school, or maybe someone who's recently, you know, gotten out of college, but hasn't landed that job and they have a disability. How can they get started with OOD? Yeah. So, um, the best way would probably be through our website first. Um, they can go to ood.ohio.gov, and from there they can um, actually look up our regional offices, and they can find their local office, and then connect through with that office through that way, just by calling. Or they can also go through oodworks.com, where they can actually fill out. Um, like an application to get services started, and then someone will directly contact them after they've filled out the information on there. Jessica, if a student's listening or family member and they're at Kent State and they want to connect directly with you, what's the best way to do that? The best way right now, since I am working from home, would be by email or by phone. And my email address is jessica.k.vass v as in victor ass at ood.ohio.gov and then my phone number is 216-538-6570 a quick update from january 2021 brandon has been hired as the new general manager of black squirrel radio for the upcoming spring semester this is a paid position he has also secured an internship writing for BVM Sports, covering all Kent State and local sports, as well as the Cleveland Cavaliers, Browns, and Indians. Congratulations, Brandon. 
A transcript of today's episode is available at ood.ohio.gov forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. We're on social media at Ohio OOD. Do you have a disability? Do you want a job? We can help. OODWorks.com.